Today on the Goop Duck Podcast, we welcome back to the program, the guys from the Streamline Studio Tom Van and Daniel Dennis from A Corporate Time with Tom and Dan. You can hear their show on Real Radio 104.1 from Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. We will cover your theme park news and finish out the program with You Got Beef with Joey. So stick around, grab a drink, because you are now listening to the Goop Duck Podcast with Remy and Joey right here on Spotify. Enjoy. That's right, guys. You are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. This one is for a Monday, Monday, July 20th in the year 2020. Today on the program, we have your Disney history, this day in history, your fun fact of today, your quote of today. Joey is going to take us to beer school, letting us know what's on tap for today. Uh, after that, we'll play your, uh, your, birth- your celebrity birthday game. Later on the program, Joey and myself, we're going to be uh, talking to uh, er- all everything that has to do with a corporate time with Tom and Dan. We got Tom, Van, and Daniel Dennis on today. We'll talk to them talk to them for a little bit, catch up with them, see how they're doing. Uh, and then after, the- after that, we'll do your theme park news. Uh, we'll be also be joined by a good friend of mine, Mr. Matthew Miller. Uh, he's going to be helping us out today with uh, the theme park news, the theme park updates. And uh, after that, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more, and then uh, we'll finish out the program with either You Got Beef with Joey, or Joey's going to do a positive side called you got, a, you got a Positive Side with Joey. Because last episode, Joey gave a positive response due to a not a negative response. But with that being said, guys, uh, welcome. My name is Remy. I'm my name is Remy, and always with me is my dangerous co-host, the Joey Mazant. Remy, I'm pretty sure that your intros are getting longer and longer. Dude, I'm keeping them short, <laughs> man. They're shorter. I mm, I don't know. I think I think that you just ran up our podcast time introducing yourself. <laughs> We're good. So uh, it's been a good show, guys. Let's go home. I'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. Take care, man. Uh, all, so oh yeah, so we got Joey Mazant with us. We have Clark with us today. He's gonna do our Florida hey. news. And What's up, Goose Dog? Thanks for having me, man. Welcome back, man. And guys, we have to welcome a very special guest. Him and I used to work at a Universal for many years and uh we've been close for a while uh this is actually the first time we're actually been catching up with each other so guys please welcome to the program doc doc what's going on man what's going on everybody happen to be here first time last week we had some technical difficulties but today we are good to go that's right man so gentlemen as uh as we get started on this beautiful monday afternoon this beautiful hot monday afternoon how was everybody's weekend? Mine was um, completely busy. <laughs> um, I got old. Er. Er. So, <laughs> so I'm. I have. Uh, I have no idea what what day it is with the newborn. I have no idea what's up and what's down. But uh, overall, great. it was a good weekend. <laughs> See, I can relate to him. I can relate to him because my child was born last week, and ever oh since then, gosh. ever Congrats. since then, congrats, you, man, congrats. That's what caused uh, the technical difficulties. I was trying to, you know, get on board with you guys last week, but I was in the hospital with really bad reception and really bad Wi-Fi. Oh, well, that's all right. For obvious reasons, totally no problem. Again, 
congratulations to the proud papas. You guys are awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, today, guys, you know, it's we're gonna Thanks, have, we're gonna have a good show today. And Doug, I'm I'm happy for you, man. Congratulations on your newborn. And uh, gentlemen, let's go. Ahead. So let's, let's yeah. Let's make some sense of things. So you got us talking about theme parks, which is which is awesome. Yep. Clark, who does know theme parks, is our rock and roll guru. Yep. We now have. Clark is also our bourbon and alcohol guy. Uh huh. We have a beer. I mean, this is almost turning into a real show. It is, man. And this is going to be. This is a real show. So I'm trying. You know, we're good. I'm here, loving it. Here at Goof Dog, we're trying to make it real as possible for you guys. We're letting you guys know what the f is actually going around in the Central Florida area, and letting you guys know what you can find out with sports, Disney, whatever. We have it for you guys right here. So, and you guys can tune in, tune into all of our all of our episodes right there on Spotify. But guys, let's go ahead and get started. So, today is Monday. And uh, this is for your Disney history. In Disney history, in 1955, the Tomorrowland Boats, later named the Phantom Boats, debuts in Disneyland's Tomorrowland Lagoon. Weren't those those bumper boats? Yes, it was. It was those bumper boats. Oh, those were death traps. Yeah, but Joey, do you want to know uh, what they were running on? Well, given the time, I mean, was it just generic gas tank or were they trying to be all green and ethical or some garbage? Well, it was a gas tank, but the thing is, they found they found a way, some logical way, to put a uh, a mower, a mower engine inside those boats. Oh, yeah, they do that with the cars, too. They just use a little, like, weed whacker engines. Yeah, and, th and this boat was going, like, five, five miles per hour, and I'm like... Wow, you guys may may not be having fun on these boats, you know. I just I know that they tried to get rid of everything that was a floating structure. They right. got rid of the canoes because you couldn't time it. You know what I mean? If you had a dude who really knew his Disney, he'd be on the canoe for uh, twenty minutes. Like some angry team that was bored. It was yeah. like a twelve second canoe ride. It, it it was very inconsistent. I I, just, I remember that being a bad like a problem. It was, and I mean I'm I'm sure they had a good crowd when it was open back in the mid fifties, but you know times have changed now over at Disneyland and here at Walt Disney World. Dude, ki kids get bored being bored. Like, yeah. I mean, you know we we got two new we got two new proud papas on the team, so you got. I can only imagine what's going to happen once those babies become like, oh, I don't know, 12, 14. You're going to see just how fast kids get really bored in the way. Oh, yeah. Doc, what about you? What about you, man? Do you see any uh, updates like recently at Disney uh, concerned to this? Um, I haven't been lately. The, the closest thing I've been to Disney was Animal Kingdom last week for the um, Passholder preview, but that's about it. Yeah, but dude, I mean, I mean, these old boats, man, they were super, super slow. I mean, it, it's just, again, it just shows the times. Yeah. Like, times have changed. Like, back in the day, think about this. Back in the day, It's a Small World was considered a miracle of modern science. Now, when I take families to the theme park, I can't beg them to ride that thing. <laughs> so it's just times are changing, man, and that's what happens with these rides. They that's get true. more and better. And, you know, it's not like Universal, where at Universal, 
my gosh, there's only one ride that's been there since the park opened. They flip stuff and renovate stuff constantly. But at Disney, they're all about the, oh, this was the best ride of 1955. And it's like, yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And also for your Disney history, in 1995, the Walt Disney Company signs a 99-year lease with the 42nd Street Redevelopment Project to manage and operate the new Amsterdam Theater in New York City. Oh, damn. So, All right, so they're basically just paying for naming rights. Yeah, pretty much. I guess I guess so. Uh, so that was back, that was, that was back in, your, in the mid-90s, and that's it for your, that's it for your Disney history. Uh, in 1808... Napoleon de- decrees all French Jews adopt family names. Can you say that? Yeah. I mean, can you just straight up be like, "Yo, where are my French Jews at?" I don't think that flies anymore. Well, I guess not. But this happened. This happened back in the 1800s. Uh, in oh, eight- I guess yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <Things are> different. <laughs> it's back different, man. In 1858, the very first baseball game ticket was sold for 50 cents. I wish it was still like that now. Uh, well, you, uh, Doc, you're a, you're a baseball guy. What what would you pay to see? Like, who's your team? Are you are you a hometown guy? Do you like the Marlins or Yankees? I'm from, yeah, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I'm born and raised oh, across shoot. the street. I was born and raised across the street from New York, um, from the Bronx. I mean, from oh. Yankee Stadium. No so kidding. yeah, so my whole life, I I went to almost every Yankee game possible. And see, nice. dude. And see, dude. During in the break room, you would you would tell these stories to me. I'm like, bull crap, man. You, there's no way you you live like two minutes away from Yankee Stadium. Well, you got to remember, the Yankees are, are a franchise team. To where I know that annual, that if you have annual tickets to see the Yankees perform, you have to leave your tickets to somebody in your will because there's like a 40 year waiting list. Yep. Are you serious? That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I, I still have season tickets and I do give them to my brother because, you know, my family still lives across the street from Yankee Stadium. That's right. Wow. In, 19, in 1968, Jane Asher breaks her engagement with Paul McCartney on live TV. What? Yeah. <laughs> Jane, speak to me, Clark. Jane Asher. Hey Clark, are you there, man? Oh, hey, sorry, connection issue, but yeah, I can hear you guys now. Jane Asher. Was that? Why do I know that name? Jane Asher was. Was that his hairstylist? Was that his photographer? Why do I know that name? Gosh, it's ringing a bell. Jane Asher and Paul McCartney. This must have been following. Let's see. What Linda McCartney, she passed yep. in this must have been before her. I don't know. What year was this, Remy? Nine uh nineteen sixty-eight. Wow, Dude. long before Linda McCartney. Wow. So this must have been his first. What was yeah, it? but I mean, but I, I don't know why I know that name. Was was I'm, I'm done she's more Well the, she's an English yeah. actress. Yeah. She's oh, she's an actress. Oh, oh then maybe it was one of those like legacy, legacy like destiny dynasty things where it was like she was the most famous actress trying to marry you know a beetle. I, I get it. So maybe that yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to, I'll Google it later. I'm because that's that's definitely worth researching. See, I, I thought I, see, I thought Jane Asher was uh, his uh, publicist at the beginning. 
I used to I used to give tours to Hard Rock, and I remember her name. I remember her name coming up in conversation. I wish I could remember why. It's been so long. In 1969, for your history lesson, Apollo 11 lands on the moon with astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And I quote, I quote, that's one small step for man and one yeah. giant leap of mankind. Of or for? I thought it was for mankind. <laughs> Well, for mankind, uh, they kind of king of misquotes. Okay, for mankind, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry about that. That's one small uh, yeah, step for man and one giant leap for mankind. So there you go. Uh, here's your fun. Here's your fun fact of today. From the Earth to the Moon, the Space Mountain attraction in Disneyland Paris was built by Coaster Designs, Vacoma. Now, where now where have you guys heard that name before, Vacoma? Vacoma? Vacoma. Vacoma. Um, is that like a German vacuum? I wish it was, but no. Sadly, this mm. is this is the uh, the company that designed Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, cool. So that's a little that's a little fun fact of today for you guys. Here's your That's right. <laughs> yes. Here's your here's Dude. Your, yeah. <laughs> That's Steven. The best one is if you get a shot to go back and rewatch Steven Tyler's <laughs> the National Anthem. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. That dude is just scream yelling like like he might as well have just done Dream On. It's so funny. You've got to go back and watch it if you get time. All right, here's your here's my your... wife just showed me a picture of Steven Tyler and it said. Um, Steven talks like the mom in high school that let you drink but made sure you didn't drive home. That's drunk. so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> he is an odd looking man. He is. Well, what I don't get, he's, he's literally like an off the boat Italian, but I I don't, he looks like Skeletor. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, he has, like, I don't see any Italian features. Like, has he just had work done? I just, I don't get it. Me neither. His birth name is his birth name is Tallarico. Stephen Tallarico has he he had to have had work done because he's so skinny. He's so like I, I it just it makes me think. I just get a good laugh out of it because he doesn't look like your stereotypical like like you look at me and you're like yeah that guy is a straight up. It, you, it's obvious where my family's from. <laughs> I got the big nose, the big ears. So that guy's Italian. You look at Stephen Tallarico and you're like all right. So his dad was Skeletor. And his mom was uh, that witch from the uh, the Excalibur movie. Yeah. Like, I, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, he had so, he anyway. had uh, he had way too much plastic surgery too. And well, also, I mean, you got to think about all the drugs he probably did on the road. Oh yeah, like he he, he doesn't hide it. He no. does not hide the fact that he you know what what did he say? I hate cocaine, but I love the way it smells. <laughs> okay, <laughs> see, but see, here's the thing. He did a. Uh, uh, he was on the Howard Stern show uh, a couple of years ago, and he was he was talking about writing uh, the song "Sweet Emotion," and he was talking about him and his guitar player how they were doing blow and they were doing weed and meth, and he's like, "Yeah, so I kind of wrote I kind of wrote this song, not really wrote it, but Joe did all the writing for his for the song, and I just did the lyrics." And I thought of Sweet Emotion, and I'm like, really? You did? You had to do cocaine and and other uh, <clears throat> substances to uh, 
that to write that song out, really? I wouldn't put it past him. Eh. But uh, anyway, uh, here's your here's your quote <laughs> of today: Life shrinks or expands in propor- proportion to one's courage. And that was by the Annis Nin. Who? Annis Nin. She she was a philosopher. She is she is a uh, a motivational speaker. So it was a, a kind of cool quote that I pulled up on uh, on an article yesterday. But now, guys, it is time for us to drink. So, Joey, it is time for beer school. What is on tap for today, man? Well, we've been doing good about going to the different theme parks, seeing the theme park-related alcohol, the different drinks. And I try to stay in that same vein because it's exciting for people that don't know that the theme parks are open again, which is wonderful. I mean, yeah, there's stipulations. Yeah, there are means and ways of getting into the theme parks. And I get it. It, it is definitely not... I don't want to say it's hard, it just takes a little bit of prep work. So I wanted to keep it with something that we would know, something that we would, um, what am I looking for? It, it, that it beckons to people. And uh, in that same vein, I wanted to stay local to our brewery. Um, I believe we already did highlight, correct? We did. We did highlight, we did highlight a few we did highlight a few days ago. But guys, uh, we just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, Beer School is brought to you by the people over at the Crooked Can Brewing Company, Home Sweet Home to the Goof Duck Podcast. You guys can check them out in the Winter Garden area. Excellent. So then keeping in that team... What am I... Hang on one second. Sorry about that. My notes just crashed on me. Apparently uh, technology hates me as much as it does you. It's all good, Um, man. Uh, so keeping with that Florida beer, uh, we are going to go right down the road here to, where's it go, where'd it go, uh, tell you what bro, hit a commercial break. Alright, well guys, uh, we'll, we, we'll be right back, uh, we have some little minor te- technical di- difficulties, but guys, don't go anywhere, we'll be right back right after this. Sorry about that buddy, the minute, the minute. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, sorry for that brief delay, uh, but guys, we're we're talking about our beer school, which is uh, we want to give a huge shout out to the people over at the Crooked Can Brewing Company, home sweet home to the Goof Duck Podcast, right there in beautiful Winter Garden, Florida. You guys cannot miss them; they are right off of Plant Street. So, Joy, what's up, man? All right, so what we got again, I wanted to keep it Florida. So I didn't think anything screamed Florida harder than because we did go down to Crooked or to, um, we did go to um, uh, Cigar City. We talked about High Life. I wanted to stay within that same brewery just for a minute because they got a few more fun little beers that all the locals know about. And nothing screams, look at me, Florida harder than the Florida Cracker. Yes. Oh, that, is, that, that is so delicious. Right? That is a now. What we got here is this. This makes it so drinkable. It's, it's sessionable, but it's got that IPA note to it. It is. It is a white ale, but it tastes like a summer drink. I mean, you can drink realistically two or three of them, and and just be in a good place. So I'll give you their tasting notes. They're saying that citrus aromas, blends and limes, leaves mingle with bubble gum and dried flowers on the nose. So it's it's hard to explain, but if you drink it, this makes a ton of sense. Uh, they got the oranges in them, a unique flavor, but 
Here's the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, among the original European settlers of La Florida were rustic cattle ranchers called Cracker Cowboys, whose whip cracks were used to move their herds across the Palmetto Prairie. Hard-working cow hands helped introduce cattle ranching to the emerging territory established in Florida as the Young Nation, a.k.a. the Florida Cracker was born, and the Belgian-style white ale is ours. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. So, not bad. If you're a beer drinking man, or I'm sorry, if you're a beer drinker man, I said it wrong, Tom and Dan, sorry about that. <laughs> you can appreciate this crunchy beer. Um, 18 on the IBU, uh, again, at 5.5% alcohol, it is in fact a sessional beer. Uh, if you want more information, you go to uh, cigarcitybrewing.com. You can actually go, um, if you go to the uh, Hard Rock Hotel Casino in Tampa, you actually pass that brewery on I-4 on the way. So give it a shot. Be sure to check those guys out. It's a lot of fun. Um, their tasting rooms are open on the weekends. You have to call ahead, but it's very inexpensive. I think it's less than $10 to tour the brewery. So Whoa. it makes it for a fun date afternoon, something, just a great way to kill some time. Uh, again, that is the Cigar City Brewery out of Tampa, Florida. And as always, Beer School is brought to you by the Crooked Can Brewery in Winter Garden, Florida. So uh, thank you guys, and uh, Remy, back to you, sir. Delicious. Man, dude, now I want a Florida cracker, man. That sounds so tasty right now. I mean, it is very it is very expensive. Once the world gets semi-normal again, we'll we'll do it on we'll do it on site. You know, we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll grab a I'll grab the car and we'll take um Clark and Doc and uh and the we'll grab you know we'll take the girls and we'll all head down there and Go tour a brewery. Why not? Heck yeah. Beautiful. That sounds good. Hey, that sounds like I'm down. Heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, anyway, back to you, Rem. And uh, what do we got coming up next? All right, guys. So now it's time to play our favorite game. Uh, Joey does an amazing job with this game. It's time. It's now time to play your, your celebrity birthday game. Here we go, guys. Happy birthday to Sandra O. Oh. She was on uh, Grey's Anatomy. And, and she played the, uh, the teacher... Believe it or not, she played the teacher in Big Fat Liar. Oh man! You guys want to take you guys? Sandra, what's up? That's old school acting, though, is it not? Yes, it is. But she was all. But everybody um, knows. But everybody knows her from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, all right. Let's go. Um, shoot! I'll just go. I'm just gonna throw one out there, bro. Let's just go a nice round number. How about fifty? Doc, nice. about you. Doc um, what about you, man? I'm sorry, you guys were cutting up a bit. Can you repeat that? How old? No problem. How Sandra O. Oh, yep. How old do you think Sandra O. Oh is? Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, from uh, Grey's Anatomy. <clears throat> I would say 41. Clark? I'm going to be there. It's kind of in the middle of the two and say 58. You guys are off, but Joy was the closest. She is 49 years old today. 49. Oh, okay. I was eight years old. Well, Sandra. you were, yeah. All I know what I'm thinking, dude. I'm an idiot. I'm thinking Jackie O. I'm, uh, like, I'm thinking Jackie <laughs> I'm like, that's, she's got, okay. Now I'm an idiot. Keep going. Happy birthday to Ray Allen from the Boston Celtics. How old is Ray Allen? Oh, gosh. I don't know football. Doc, you go first. This could yeah. be yours. This would be mine. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Uh, remember, yeah, remember, he, he's an older gentleman. He's a, a, if today's his birthday, he would be 45. Clark? I'm going to say 
43. And Joey? I'll go the other way. 48. Dog on the money. He is 45 years old today. (laughs) Dog knows his sports. Yeah, well, because I know he's 10 years older than me. So if today's his birthday, he should be exactly 45 years old. Nicely done, sir. All right, guys. Happy Happy birthday to one of my favorite, favorite guitar players, Mr. Carlos Santana. That is my favorite. That's one of my favorites right there. Clark, you're the music guy. Go first. Wow. Okay. Santana, let's see. 50. So I'm going to say he is 78 years old today. Shoot. He took it. You're right in my wheelhouse, bro. I'm like, he's got to be. He was, he was, and he played at Woodstock, so he's got to be as old as like the Beatles. Yep. Right. Um, I don't know which way to go. I'll go 76. And Doc, it's on you, man. Listen, not only is he a fellow, you know, Mexican American like me, like I said, he's one of my favorites. I know for a fact he is 73 years old. On the money, 73 oh, years old today. Seventy three. Doing your homework, bro. Well done. Ding, ding, ding. Listen, <laughs> listen, sports and music is my thing, and especially Carlos Santana, who's one of the biggest inspirations to my own music. Like you have no idea. Like my dream is to do a, a track with him. Oh, here's yeah. here's, the, here's something that you can appreciate. And I know that Clark will know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, Santana is playing guitar within three seconds of hearing the guitar. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It's either yeah, Paul he, Reed Smith has a very yes, specific yes. Tone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we, if we break if we break down like that, you got Carl Santana, you got Slash, you have John Mayer. If you hear those guitar licks, you're like, oh crap, that's that's John Mayer or there, there goes Carlos Santana, you know? Yeah, those it's guys are the, all about the tone. Yep. It is. It's the, it's the way that that, it's the way that, that friggin' PRS sounds, man. It's, there's nothing, there's no other guitar that sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday to Omar Epps. How old is Omar Epps? Omar Epps. I'm not familiar with that. Who, who is that Omar Epps? Omar Epps is, that, Omar, Omar Epps is, a, a, com- is a comedian. He's also an actor. Well, I don't think he's a comedian. He's definitely an actor. He is, but I'm saying, um, I'm saying that. But he's like, he does some stand up, like some. I, I, everything I've seen him in were, were like really like good movies. Like, have you ever seen the movie Juice with like Tupac or Love and Basketball or In Too Deep or The Woods? I don't remember Love and Basketball. Yeah, he's in that movie. That was the one where the dude boxed the chick into playing strip basketball. Yep. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> That was the smoothest pimp in the world. She's straight up like, I don't know. And he's like, I'll tell you what, we'll play strip basketball. I'm gonna, as a like basically professional basketball player, I'm gonna take a shot. And if you miss it, you lose your shirt. I'm like, I don't think you understand what you're getting into, honey. Oh, you might want to rethink this. She's like, sure. It's like, uh, are you there? Like, I mean, you know how this is gonna go, right? Like there's, there is no instance where you come out of this ahead Unless this is what you wanted, in which you might as well just save yourself the eight minutes of failure and take your shirt off now. Yep, it's like you're going, you're going to lose no matter what. <laughs> There's no way that you come out of this like I sure showed him. I go oh, anyway, anyway. What else you got, Renz? All right, so how we we you guys didn't get any guesses? How how old is Omar Epps? Oh, he's oh, I, I know how old is he, but I'm gonna let everybody else guess first. Okay. Well, you figure loving basketball is from a hot minute ago, so I'll just put him right at like 46. Ooh, nice. I'm gonna go 48. Doc? Well, 
He, he's actually 47. So you guys were really 47. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and finally, Happy guys. Birthday. And finally, guys. Happy birthday to the one and only Terry Irwin, the uh, the wife of the belated oh. Steve Irwin. Oh, wow. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like Steve Irwin was uh, baller status enough that he could get him a hottie. So let's go. Let's uh, go 40. Even number. Doc? Ironically enough, she's my mother's age, so she's actually 56 years old. 56! Oh, there we go! Bingo. On the money! Ding, 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 ding! All right, All right guys. Deal. So, uh, what, do you guys, what do you guys like to talk about since we have a little a little time before we uh, jump off and go uh, talk to Tom and Dan for a little bit? You know, Remy, I could jump in. Last time I was a little unprepared, but um, with the Florida news, I got an interesting little... A tidbit here of that's cool with you guys if you guys want to spend please. a little time on that. Oh, please, please do, please. man. Yeah. Cool. Well, I just want to say um, the Florida Room, uh, let's see, the Florida Room today is brought to you by the soon to be Florida Room podcast. So, um, so once cool. we, uh, you know, dive into that, I know Remy and I are working behind the scenes on this and Joey as well, but uh, pretty soon we'll have another little sister podcast to bring you all. So, Wonderful. all right, let's jump into it, guys. Let's um, do it. Right now, I'm sure you guys have heard, this is a very special tradition in Orlando, and that's going to be the Orlando Weekly Best Of. We are doing the preliminary votes right now um, before everyone can dive in and, and vote for you know, their favorite restaurants, their favorite podcasts. And what I have right here in front of me are the best theme park restaurants. Ooh. And, um, and what I was thinking, now this includes all the theme parks and also including Disney Springs, um, you know, Universal City Walk. So it kind of stretches beyond the reach of the actual theme parks. But what I wanted to do is kind of go around the round table here, starting with our uh, our master and commander, Remy, and <laughs> see if your favorite theme park restaurant is on the preliminary vote. So Remy, where are you grabbing a bite at your favorite theme park here in Orlando? You know what? I'm not going to say it because it's actually one of my favorite restaurants, and uh, they have a really good piano player there. Uh I'm gonna say the oh, ro the, ro okay. the rose and crown. The rose and crown. That is actually one of my favorites too. You know what I like to get there is the uh, the snake bite oh, uh, beer, yes. and then what is the one? Oh, okay. Help me out here, Remy. It, yeah. They mix it with black currant juice. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. I cannot think of it right now. I, I can't either, man. What? I'm running a blank. Believe it or not, they are not included here on the best theme park restaurant. Which are is actually, you serious? But you know what? I think I think you're right in to say that that is more of a hidden gem at uh, you know the the UK over there in Epcot. Yeah. But, oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm surprised I didn't make the list. Um, Joey, wow. what about you? And would grab a bite to eat. Well, here's the funny thing: is and you can say it's not literally any street on God's green earth. There is. Your favorite, and then there's the industry favorite. And it's one of those like, like for me personally, my my favorite restaurant, my, it, it, I'm, one of my favorite restaurants, as funny as it is, it's so simple. I just love the Harbor, uh, Harbor House over at Magic Kingdom. Because oh, they, nice. Just because they have a vegan chili, and it's delicious. And I'm even vegan. It's good. <laughs> but that's definitely not gonna make the You guys top. are, you guys are true theme park people. You guys know the hidden gems because 
that one is not on here. Uh, the closest one, let's see, to... God, God, there's really nothing even close to that. Really? All right, all right, give, give us a hint. Like, give us the name of the theme park. Like, here's how you can tell it's industry. Are any of the Johnny Rivers ones on there? Like, is, is, um, is the Light Pig on there? No, it is not, believe it or not. So I'll give you, all right, I'll just pick out, I'm gonna pick out five. This list is ridiculously long, by the way, because it's the preliminary votes. Okay. But okay. I'm gonna pick out five to kind of shape what's on here. And then to get Doc's uh, favorite restaurant, and then I'm gonna make you guys work a little bit and try and guess which mine is, which is actually oh. on the list. So <laughs> okay, um, so here's gonna be five. Number one is gonna be be our guest, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a gimme. No, that's, that's a gimme. Our guest soccer right. mom of restaurants. It, it is. is. No, that's a horrible restaurant. Oh All right. My yeah. You guys, I'm going to make you guys guess this one. If there was one, there's actually two from Hollywood Studios on here. What do you think they are? Oh, oh the, All uh, right. is, uh, is the Brown Derby on there? Brown Derby, check. Okay. okay. That one is deserved. The Brown Derby is tremendous. That is a deserved restaurant. Okay, I'm gonna, okay then I'm going to say the, uh, the sci-fi restaurant. Bingo, the primetime Cafe. Cafe. Is that it? No. no, no. Ironically enough, the five, the the primetime fifties is actually one of my favorite restaurants. The sci-fi one is uh the drive-in one. Oh the my one god! It looks like you're in like a drive uh, a drive-in theater. Guys, you all three are correct. The sci-fi drive-in is also on here. So Hollywood Studios has got their um, their s together when it comes to like. Let's now, go. Here's the here's the thing about those restaurants. Uh, I am a, I I am a big fan of the fifties primetime cafe. But I'm a very big fan of what the 50s Primetime Cafe used to be. Back when Disney's theming was like live by the sword, die by the sword type stuff, that Primetime Cafe was the coolest. You would walk in, the lady would introduce herself or the gentleman would introduce himself as like a cousin or an uncle or an aunt. They would tell you, did you wash your hands? And if you said yes, they would say, then what color was the soap? And if you didn't know, they would yell at you and say, go wash your hands. Like. <laughs> felt super organic but of course you know all it takes is is three karens to get together in a room and ruin things for us <laughs> they said they said that's not we shouldn't have to we shouldn't that doesn't matter i'm not here for the theater i'm here for the food and it's like then go to one of the quick service restaurants if you're not here for the theater that's the whole reason this exists so now you go there and it's super like hey cousins uh, welcome to such and such. Can I get you, like, they no longer play it up. They no longer, they should say, can I get you something from dad's liquor cabinet? And all you know, again, um, oh, it's, nice. it's 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Who drinks this early? It's like, I do. <laughs> I want to drink this early. Don't take my money. <laughs> take yeah. it, please. For the love of God. <laughs> so it stinks that, 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 that it takes a couple of people to ruin it for the most of us. They still do a theming. It is what it is. As for the sci-fi dining, the problem is there, they haven't changed the rotation. So it's the same 38 minute rotation. So you're gonna get reruns, and if you've eaten there once, you've eaten there a million times. They really need to update it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Now, uh, now to the newest member of Goof Duck, Doc, what is your favorite theme park restaurant? And I'll let you know if it's here on the list. Well, you know, you didn't mention it. Um, the 50s primetime is definitely one of my favorites because of the reasons 
that they mentioned, you know, you would go in and it make you feel like, you know, you're a part of the family. Secondly, as a person who's in the entertainment industry, um, it just felt like you were on the set of like Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. And I was just like, this place is dope. Like, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. Um, besides that one, there was Cinderella's, um, you know, the, the castle one. Yeah. yeah. Cinderella's Royal Table. Yep. Nice. Um, I'm just going to give you my top three right now. So those are <laughs> the two so far. Um, and I guess another one would be, it has to be the theme, right? Not a Hotels, theme parks, um, and, and, and mm. hmm. hey, Doc, how about the place? How about the place you and I went to uh, one day? We were we, we went off of work. How about the restaurant in Aza Adventure, Mythos? Oh, uh, Mythos, Mythos was cool. But, um, Mythos got—they don't have that beach or fillet anymore. Ah, but, yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. But the one I now that I remember, there's another one in Magic Kingdom. Um, somewhere in Adventureland, I forgot the name of it. It's like a, I think it's the Liberty Tree. Dude, Liberty Tree Tavern is bomb. They serve beer there now. Yeah, yes. that's, that's the spot yes. right there. Oh, it's really that's awesome. And they, they, it's like a family style like dinner too. So they got everything on plates, and you pass it all around. They have the potatoes on one, the meat on the other. Oh, nice. oh, that place is awesome. I want to go. What's nice? So I will. I will wrap this up and let you guys know that Mythos was on the list. Liberty Tree. Unfortunately. So Liberty, Liberty, did, Liberty did but not. Now I want to test you guys here. So I did not mention earlier that some of these restaurants are featured in the hotels. Uh, Liberty Tree was not on the list, but it was uh, Universal. So, all right. All right. So my favorite all right, where, where restaurant at the theme is on this list here. Can I, take, can I take a guess? Oh, all right. So it is at one of the hotels. Yes. California Grill. What do you think? It was, California Grill is incorrect. Dang now, it. I'll, uh, I'll give you another hint. It is a very unique it is a unique experience in which you can see um, some animals from the area. Oh, is it uh, Kappa? No, that is incorrect. Is okay. It, um, okay. Okay. Is it? Okay. I know. I know. Okay. Is it? Is it a restaurant over in uh, uh over in Kidani, over at Animal Kingdom Lodge? It is close to there. Yes, you are getting warmer. Okay. Come on, Joey. We we know this. It's it's in Kidani. Is <laughs> is in that it's in that resort. I can't. It's called. Is it Sanaa? Sanaa. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. All right. If you guys ever go there, you got to get the um, the non-bread sampler. Yes. It's like an appetizer. Oh it is yes. a meal within itself. It's $17. Um, the first time my wife and I went there, everyone was re recommending that. We got that and only that. We did not have to get any other entrees or anything. It is, it's amazing. You got the beautiful views of the Sahara and... Um, and you just look out and see animals walk right up to your, uh, your, you know, the window, and you get to look right at them as you, uh, you enjoy some delicious food. But that's so. Again, everyone, these are from the Orlando Weekly preliminary votes. Go on there, vote for your favorite theme park restaurant, your favorite theme park bar, and then you can also go over to um, your favorite 
uh, you know, best local podcasts and radio shows where our good friends Tom and Dan are on there a few times. They're on best local radio for a corporate time, and then they're on best local podcast for a mediocre time. And believe it or not, we know that you'll soon stuff on there um, in the near future. I hope so. I hope so, man. And also, we like, and also, we like to give a shout out to uh, the rest of the crew at Real Radio One Hundred Four Point One. Uh, we like to say uh, congrats to uh, Monsters in the Morning. Those, that, those guys. Those guys. Made, those guys made on the list. Uh, yeah, Monsters are on there. The News Junkie, Bungalore and the Bus. Um, all your favorite local radio so here, shows are featured. Here's my question. That's a, that's an industry award, correct? Like the industry. That that's pretty much. It's just an Orlando thing. Correct. And it's voted on by local Orlandoans and um, and it's, you know, it's by the people for the people kind of deal. Nice. For the people, for the people, right, for the people. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, Morgan, Morgan. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Go on there and vote for Crooked Can as best local brewery. So um, they are on it every year because they're just so amazing and they have the best craft beer in town. Yes. But get them through the preliminaries and then we'll, uh, we'll do another voting campaign to make sure they are the winners. Oh, another kind of cool thing. We went down and said, uh, I went over there for some sushi. Got to say hi to Carl. Um, they are going to be opening the brewery back up for tours again very soon. So we're going to take the entire podcast over there and we're going to do a goose duck tour of Crooked Can. They're going to take us back, show us the barrel room. It's going to be very cool. So let's, I will keep you guys posted on when that happens, but it's going to be very soon. Awesome. Beautiful. It makes awesome. me thirsty. Awesome. Uh, all right, guys. So you guys do not want to go anywhere because coming up next, uh, Joey and myself will be talking to the guys everything that has to do with Tom and Dan. You can hear them on Real Radio 104.1 from 7 to 9 uh, every day from Monday through Friday. Uh, if you don't have Real Radio, download that download that iHeart Media app, and you guys can listen to all of their episodes. But stick around, guys. Uh, you are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Guys, you have heard these guys before. Uh, you can check out their show on iHeartMedia, or if you guys are in the local Florida area, you can listen to them on Real Radio 104.1 from 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Uh, we like to welcome back uh, the crew, everything that has to do with Tom and Dan, Tom, Van, and Daniel Dennis. So what is going on, gentlemen? Ray, what's up, man? How you doing, buddy? Good, guys. How you doing? Good. Who's in the studio with you today? Is it you and Joey again, or like, because you told me you have news? Well, we did. We actually did add a few new members to the Goof Duck family. 
Yeah, we got um, we have a music guy now and a sports guy now, so uh, it's looking good. My God, it's oh. easier for you guys to get people to work for you than it is for us. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to understand that as Tom and Dan, you're the hottest chick at the high school. You're you're unapproachable because you're so damn talented. We're just schmucks. No, you're not. Well, you're we're not. so unapproachable. We've done your show twice. Uh, pretty we'll easy do, approach. We'll do any show. Clearly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and here you are on our show. So thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it. And Remy does too. We Any do. Time, you guys. So what's been going on in Goof Talk Land? I mean, I I know we're going to catch up a little bit. You probably know what we've been doing because you know we do shows every single day. But what have you guys been doing? And what's new in the world of theme parking? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. For me, it's been a lot of booking. My um, a lot of my families have been, you know, begging me since March. Hey, uh, do you think the parks are going to open in April? I don't know. Uh, ask me again in April. Hey, do you think the parks are going to open in May? I don't know. Ask me again in May. So it's been a lot of that, and here we are, July. <laughs> and so the good news is, most of my clients have rebooked for 2021. So um, the credit cards from 2020 should be paid off by February of 2021. Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, the Disney World opened up back up, right? Yeah. 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 But the problem is, is, is most of the Disney theme parks hold between sixty and 100,000 people. Disney's only letting about 15,000 people in a day, and there's no fast passes. So I, there's nothing I can do for people that they can't do for themselves right now. So it's, uh, it's a, I'm, I'm good when I'm needed, and right now I am not needed. So, uh, so it's still a great time to go to the parks, just not with me. Does that, like, hurt you, though? Like, because I know, like, as far as what you guys do content-wise for the show, I mean, there'll always be something you can kick around. And if you're like me and Tom, you'll just start talking about anything. But um, does that hurt you? Like, I mean, obviously, it's got to hurt you financially as a guide, right? Hey, luckily for me is, um, I always say, you know, I, I do real estate. So if you want a good realtor, you call me. If you want a better one, you call Tom's wife. And um, so I'm just lucky to have that as a side hustle. Remy, you're so nice. Uh-huh. You'll never make it in this business because you're too nice. Joey, I, th- I think you're better with the numbers uh, than my wife is. Uh, I, I, you know, I feel like uh, you could uh, count them toothpicks if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the jokes is that if you've ever seen the movie 21 uh, about the guys that count cards, there's that scene where the guy says, well, I wanted to buy this suit. And he starts rattling off numbers. And he goes, he goes, so the suit's going to come to $1,313.64 with my discount. And they're just shocked. That's me when, when I'm selling houses to people and I, I start talking about getting closing costs paid for and commission this and I can waive this and do this. And I rattle off numbers and they just that, then I pick their job off the ground and they sign the contract. So it's a good laugh. So, Joey, oh, so Joey are you telling me? Cleavage down and yeah. sip a drink. <laughs> and I buy, I buy everything. I buy it all. So, so, Joe, you're, so Joe, you're telling me that you can give uh, you know, a new homeowner a little discount? Not a discount. I always buy them a gift, though, and that's that's pretty satisfactory. Yeah, I always yeah, every uh, every because uh, most real estate. Um, I can ask you about this. You know, when it uh, time uh, does Charles Ruttenberg? Do they have a like a fee? Is there just like a general like fee, like like a four hundred dollar fee to buy and sell? 
never talk to Rudenberg. You think he, he doesn't talk to his wife about what she does? Joe, you, you have any that? idea? If you ask my wife where her office is, or ask me where my wife's office is at, I was like, I don't know. I apologize. I apologize. Back to theme park news, Remy. Yeah, let's get yeah. <laughs> also, don't care. Hey, the, minute, the minute our wives start caring about what we do is the minute we start caring about what they do. It's eye for an eye. Uh, no, not even <laughs> so let's get yeah, so let's get back to the theme park for a little bit. So on our previous episode, Joey and I were talking about uh, some new updates are coming to the Mesco Pavilion. Uh, you got, have you guys heard this guy named Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Now what is he gonna porno star? Well his dad's name was Rocky Johnson. Yeah. Which yeah. just sounds like a lovely <laughs> So So The Rock is actually gonna be selling his uh since you guys know me really well, I love tequila. Tequila is is my water. It's my my bread, my water, my dessert, my breakfast, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But uh (laughs) yeah. Um, that's uh Remy, that's uh the big problem. (laughs) So so the rock is Sweet, sweet Mexican anger water. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's gonna. He, so, um, so, I know. Is yeah. it the Terramana thing? The what? The Terramana thing, right? Yes, the Terramana. Yeah. So he's he's gonna be. Uh, yeah, the rock. They're gonna start selling the Rock's tequila at Mexico. Ah. All right. Okay. So, and if you go, if you ever watch that show he's on, it's basically the new version of American Gladiators. Um. Uh, not Ultimate Beastmaster. That's the Sylvester Stallone. It's the one that's on. Uh, you can see it on Hulu. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of his stuff is Terramana is the liquor, but he also does um, at Under Armour. They sell his line of clothing, so it says like Workout Mana, Body Mana. So I mean, he's he's taken basically Magic the Gathering turn that's been popular from the '90s and made it a GD industry. It's just life. Yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah, it's weird that he's, like, doing all of that. His Under Armour stuff has that weird Brahma bull logo on it. And I I remember when he had that tattoo in WWE as a wrestler, but then he got it covered up and, like, had, like, a full, like, a really, like, a nice, almost Samoan or Polynesian. I want to be, you know, whatever you want to call that. I want to be sensitive to the culture, but, like, it looks so much nicer. But then he still goes with the Brahma Bull, and I'm like, well, that should have gone with something a little more elegant, yeah, right? Go with the Moana. Yeah, the, go, uh, go with the Eye of Tafiki. Uh-huh. So, can, can we just be... That guy has embraced that character more than any person. Like, I, I get it with the Disney guys. Like, they do the voiceover stuff, and then in all the interviews. I mean, for God's sake, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. But, like, he embraces that Maui character so much to the point where he, there's videos of him, like, singing it to kids. Like, that... You, you, you love him. He's, I, I don't. I don't know that he's. Has he ever done anything that's? It's like Tom Hanks. Nothing will ever come back to haunt him because he only does good. Is that how The Rock is, or has he got like crazy demons or anything fun? No, I heard that The Rock is just a super nice guy. That uh, is it, just like a really driven dude. Um, and uh, I, I've never heard anything bad about The Rock. Like uh, there's no video of him getting a DUI screaming anti-Semitic word at the cops. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, this is the rock. He's 
draw Dwayne the Rock Johnson the best sound our name in our business. You <laughs> know, uh, what was that country singer? Friggin' not, uh, not Travis Tritt, but who was the country singer that was, like, falling out of the car? Yeah, get, get DUI. Oh, that was Randy Travis. Yeah, Randy yeah. Travis, yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so I think Randy Travis would have made a better Maui. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have been a funnier uh, uh, Yellow Tooth Gibson. Uh, <laughs> oh, was my oh, yeah. oh, Mel Are they making yeah. a Moana ride? I have to imagine they are, right? Um, they are. They're doing it in Epcot, actually. Yes. In Epcot, they're doing an entire Moana section. There's going to be a wall that you walk up to that has imagery, and you can touch your magic band to it, and different things will happen. It's, it's looking cool. So hopefully this whole mess doesn't push it back too far, because it was all supposed to be done by uh, 2022 for the 40th anniversary of Epcot. So. Right. Hey, Joey. Um... Hey, Joy, what's your, what's your guys' take on uh, the remodeling of Splash Mountain, turning it into the Princess and the Frog? I like it. I like it, too. I just think it's, it's timely and why they did it. Like, if they would have done it when that movie was relevant, I don't think it would come off as, as pandering as it does now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm so I'm pumped. Change is healthy. I mean, let's face it, Universal Studios only has one ride that's been there since the park opened up in 1990. Did you know? Do you know? Do you both of you know why Peter Pan can fly? Because oh, oh, all right. If you got hit in the Peter with a pan, you'd fly too. Oh, That's God. why I love you. Yep. Good with the dad jokes. I love me some jokes. I love you too with the dad. But here's the cool thing that you need to know. I was with a family at you know Monsters Inc. Glass Floor, correct? Yeah, I love that experience. Yeah, it's fun. So with Monsters Inc. Land Floor, they, they come out and then they, there's one part where they say, is there anybody out there in the audience that has a joke for me? The little kid in my group, it was the funniest thing I ever saw. He raised his hand and he was so excited and he goes, I have a joke. And he goes, he goes why does Peter Pan fly? And the mic was off. He goes, I don't know. Why does Peter Pan, Pan fly? And I think all of a sudden the kid realized the punchline. And he goes, oh, never mind. I forgot. And we all started cry laughing because he didn't want to say he was afraid he was going to get in trouble. I had never laughed so hard in my life as to see this poor little kid just be so embarrassed because he was he almost outed a dad joke that was going to get him busted. It was, it was pretty funny. He would have, I wonder what they would have done. They, I guess they got to laugh that off. Let me ask you guys a theme park question. So, uh, you know, they, they constantly retire rides and then update them, you know, based on the movie that these rides were themed after yeah. got old or, like, in this case, like, uh, maybe um, it's not socially acceptable. Uh, like, somebody's too uh, archaic and, like, it's, like, borderline, like, yeah, yeah, we don't need Song of the South in there. Yeah, but has there ever been a ride that they retired that they could have kept because it was so beloved? Like, they may have retired it too early and they could have kept it. Oh, I think they could have kept Splash Mountain with the the actual characters and died on the hill. I think they could have done that. Well, I'm, like, besides from Splash Mountain, because I think, like, that 
Disney's Disney is one of the only companies I can think of to me yeah. that I would say has enough juice to ride it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what you mean? Like, where they're getting pressure to change it? Or do you mean. I mean, like, they just decided to change a ride because they thought that it was to run its course, but technically, like, they could not change it and it would have been just as popular. Because there has to be some sort of reason why they retire certain things, like, they become less popular. I don't know if they do polls or. Do you guys know how they internally have to decide that? Let's hear it, Remy. What, what really 
What what grinds your gears? What you got beef with? What's the ride that drives you nuts? Okay, so I have a couple rides that we can probably get rid of like right away. One, right. get rid of the damn Fast and the Furious ride at Universal Studios. I I'm saying that right now. But keep the gift shop. No, yeah, keep the keep the gift shop, but. For love of God, get rid of the Fast and the Furious ride. I am so sick and tired of that damn ride, man. What is it? It's it's a part. It's a party bus. It's a party bus ride, and it's like a it's like the uh, a mimic version of Kong uh, Island, Skull Island ride, where you're in this little van and you see, you know, these three these three D screens, and that's all it is. You're in this, you're in this big three sixty uh, panoramic screens, and you're just Helping out Don Toretto, you're helping helping out him save, you know, wherever wherever it was happening on that ride, and they took it, they, they took the same thing over at Kong. They took that same exact design and say, hey, you know what? Forget it. Let's just go ahead and put Fast and Furious over at Universal side and just get rid of Beetlejuice, you know? Yeah, that Beetlejuice graveyard review was the best. Oh, there you go, Tom. Full circle. Is there an attraction that they got rid of that they definitely shouldn't have got rid of? The Beetlejuice Graveyard Review at Universal Studios Orlando. They got rid of that show, and that was the best show in a theme park on God's Green Earth. Or yep, the, God's, the Green Earth. I know a lot of people that starred in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Summer was in it, our good friend Summer from our show. Uh, it was an, an incredible, and they, they would update it and add funny jokes in it, and the dancing was cool, and the music was cool, and I like shows. Like, so I'll, I'll go with mine. My, that needs to be updated. I've heard rumors that it's going to be updated, almost uh, maybe with the help of some super famous people, but um, Hall of Presidents has got to go, man. Yes. yes. That, is, that is the most polarizing thing in the theme park. Yes. Since, since it's been, what, 12 years... That every time you go in there, people booing, people cheering, people, it just, it starts riots. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Disney had to have a person in there before every show when they put the Trump statue in, that had to kind of give everybody a, like a, a be cool bro moment where they had yeah. to be like, hey guys, so we know not everybody agrees with the state of the politics here in America right now, but we ask you to please hold your opinions forever it's the dumbest thing it, you don't need it because like every time that i've been there if it was obama they boo and if it was trump they would boo and i just don't think it needs to be in there yeah yeah, well, yeah. Why, why no, first of all here's the number one kids don't care about it number two adults like me don't care about yeah, it yeah. it just doesn't need to be there you're pissing off everybody now exactly the liberty they need to be there so if you have amazing acapella singers like that that can blow your literally blow your face off with amazing harmonies, then showcase them more and make that theater's like you talk about a footprint. That's is that big, Joey? The uh, the um, Hall of Presidents? Yeah. Not even. It is very small, and because it is a, um, uh, it utilizes the uh, tunnels in Disney to bring the uh, things up and down. Yeah. It's also very. It's got. Uh, it's got a. Uh, what do you call it? Height. You can build a structure on that, probably forty feet tall, and it still wouldn't block out the um, uh, Cinderella's castle because that's only one hundred and eighty-nine feet tall. So it's it's a great idea. It's brilliant. You should you know, drop a theoretical bomb on the place and start from scratch. Build something people like. You know because what? like you said, Voices of Liberty is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, even across from Voices of Liberty, did you have the opportunity to see the um, Guardians of the Galaxy awesome mixtape live? No, I heard it was amazing though. It is phenomenal. It was uh, shout out to uh, a good friend of mine who plays 
uh, Bill in the Bill and Ted show, uh, may rest in peace and hopefully come back from the dead, uh, the Bill and Ted show at Halloween Horror Nights every year, he was Star-Lord in that. Nice. It was, was that? Oh, I, said that's, I said that's great. That's really awesome. Yeah, so that's where, so it, they had it, and it was, it was, Guardians of the Galaxy was in between different things, so at Christmas they do Candlelight Procession, and then Guardians comes back, and then they do the Sounds Like Summer Guardians comes back, uh, Festival of uh, Food and Wine, so it's nice that it hasn't come back, and people are kind of being like, hey, you know, we're fans, we bought the uh, Star-Lord t-shirts, can you please bring our show back, so... Uh, if I hear anything, I'll definitely be. I'll message you and let you know. Like, hey, you know, you guys are bored. I'll see you. I call one day. I'll buy you drinks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I really. Is I there re- any? Yeah. Oh, whatever. No, I was, Sorry, I was, I was, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> I really. I really think that uh, they should change the Hall of Presidents to Hamilton, since since it's such a big hit right now on Disney Plus. Wow. That's the rumor. The rumor that I heard is that, and I think this is just wishful thinking, but I heard that they have. Um, Lynn Manuel and other people that are being, you know, maybe pursued to come in and then make that like a almost like a slice of American history, but like update it and make it like cool and interactive and put like updated contemporary music with it. So, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm. Uh, what were you going to say, Tom? Um, about uh, and Tom has to go in about yeah, like five. Okay. So, uh, is there any ride at the parks that is going to be nearly impossible to continue with like social distancing rules and things like that? Because obviously these rides weren't designed with any of this in uh, you know uh, in mind. So, are there? Can you think of something that's going to be changed forever or? They're not going to be like the like for instance haunted mansion and stuff. I know you could just limit the capacity, but it's designed to pack a bunch of people into one room, and you know, it's like there's certain uh, lights, yeah, there's yeah. certain things that are designed to have a bunch of people together. No and, windows, uh, no. <laughs> and now you can't do that. So, are there going to be things that are going to be changed forever because of this? Well, I can I can actually, I can actually answer that. Uh, I'm say just the cues. If you look at what they did in Tokyo Disney and, and Shanghai Disney, they just have signs everywhere that are marked six feet. So the cool thing about a ride like Haunted Mansion, those doom buggies are already six feet apart. So all you have to do is herd the cattle better. If you herd the cattle better, you're fine. The only rides that are going to really suffer, for lack of a better term, are the roller coasters. Yeah. Because they're not six feet apart, so you have to seat every other one. So for a ride like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, if they're only seating every other cart, and that ride has a three-hour wait, it now has a six-hour wait. So that's really the only thing that, that hurts it is less people on the ride. The, the, you know, the, the queue itself is not a problem. They can mark that off, and it just makes the queue longer. Hey, Joey. But the ride is really what stinks. So if they're, if they're smart moving forward, what they should do is just make the rides more susceptible to be COVID compliant, if that's a thing. So maybe maybe we'll see a lot of changes in roller coasters. Maybe now roller coaster cars will be one and a half times longer because the cars will actually be six feet apart. So, but uh, good question. So here, here's here, here's one, Joey. What about uh what about Thunder Mountains, uh, Space Mountain? But there's one thing that they need to work on, and that and that is the, in my opinion, uh, the Carousel of Progress. Dude. <laughs> you mean you mean the great big beautiful tomorrow from 1964? Yep. Yeah, they need to burn that thing to the ground. Yep, they sure do. But guys, uh, y- you guys do not want to go 
anywhere because this has been a phenomenal uh we, we like to say thank you to our guests uh you guys can check out their show every monday through friday from seven to nine on real radio 104.1 uh that that is a corporate time with tom and dan we like to say thank you so much guys for being on our show today Oh, man, thanks for having us, Joey, Remy. We appreciate it. Yeah. And, hey, we'll see you guys, like, in a month or, uh, or two, okay? Sounds good. Absolutely. Hey, um, the big thing, uh, TomAndDan.com to become a BDN, correct? Yes, yeah. sir. That's and, right. Uh, we'll, we'll be giving this a big shout-out on the Friday free show so we'll tell people to tune in, okay? Sounds Thank good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, All guys, right, you got it, guys. Guys, see don't, ya. guys don't go anywhere. Uh, when we come back, we'll do your theme park updates. Uh, we'll bring on our good friend Matthew Miller. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, guys, we want to say thank you so much to the guys over at the Streamline Studio, a corporate time with Tom and Dan, Tom Van and Daniel Dennis. You guys can hear them on Real Radio 104.1, Monday through Friday from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Uh, my name is Remy, and always with me is my dangerous, my dangerous co-host, the Joy Mazant. That's right. My name is Danger. Danger. And guys, we we would like to welcome back our newest addition to the program, uh, Doc. So what's up, man? What's happening, guys? So, what's going on, not, everybody? Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. So now, absolutely. Yeah, so, man. So let's go, dude. Let's Doc's do, got some. Um, yeah. Yeah. Doc's got some baseball news. What's up, Doc? Nothing much. You know, trying to get back to normality here when it comes to the sports scene you know we got mlb starting up we got ml um nba starting up but um if anybody knows me they know i'm all about the baseball and right now we got modified spring training going on um is now titled summer camp um and just to recap yesterday's games we had the mets versus the yankees yankees came out on top six to zero um orioles versus phillies Orioles top the Phillies four to one. Oh, white, yeah, White Sox versus the Cubs. White Sox came through seven to three. And last but not least, the LA Dodgers versus Arizona Diamondbacks. Dodgers came out on top nine to two. Holy for anybody crap. following, <laughs> for anybody following, um, like the European League or the Premier League, um, yesterday Southampton won two to zero against Bournsmith and Trottingham versus Leicester. Trottingham came out on top, three to nil. Ooh! The Euro League, I mean, that's rough, because those guys, I mean, that this is an indoctrinated thing. Like, soccer is not just a side project out there. It's not their other sport, you know what I mean? Oh, no, like, no, trust me. they born and raised on. That's what they're born and bred. Yeah, listen, I, I was out in England for a while, and 
that's all people talked about. I was out there with baseball stuff, and my friends were like, we're going to have to switch you out while you're out here. Baseball is not that important out here. And I, I was kind of crushed. Like, no, not my baseball. Noted. Wow. So, it's amazing. Because it's in, it's in a place where, I mean, think about it. Baseball was America's sport for the longest time. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I'm so a, what else you got, Doc? What's up, man? Um, well, today, if um, you're looking forward to today's MLB games, I can definitely update you on that. Please um, do. Definitely. Listen, when it comes to baseball, I can talk about that for days. Today, we have the Phillies versus Yankees at 6.05 on the MLB network. If you have it, Nationals versus Orioles, Hybrid okay. versus Indians. Oh, it's my home team. Yeah, that's right. They play, t- they play tonight. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh versus the Indians. Um, we also have the Astros versus Orioles. I mean, versus Royals. I apologize. Cubs versus White Sox again. Padres, Angels, Diamondbacks, Dodgers one more time. And Giants versus the Athletics. Man, that's... So let me, let me ask you this, Doc. How old are you? I'm um, 34. So you've been a diehard uh, Yankees fan your whole life, correct? That's right. Since since the moment I took oxygen into these lungs, born and bred <laughs> in the Bronx. That's amazing. So so you were so I'm just trying to do the math. Like you're you were a pre Jeter fan. Yeah, you know, watching Derek Jeter come up in '95 and then start and take over Tony Fernandez's um, position after Tony got hurt. And seeing him excel and become Rookie of the Year, you know, three-time MVP um, in the World Series is always a great thing. That's awesome, man. So I want to, I, I want to keep looking to, we can keep, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry guys, you got a little tongue twisted there, but uh, we can kill, we can still talk about uh, baseball uh, if you want. But Doc, I got a question, man. Have you watched all of the uh, the Last Ride Undertaker story? I have not. I've actually been more on the AEW trip. Oh, don't get me started with that, man. I don't. I really do not want to talk about that that style right now, man. Listen, <laughs> like so, so far, you know, the, the 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 quality of wrestling is what gets me, you know, and the fact that AEW tells the story within the ring, it, it brings it back to that old school. WWF time. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, man, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that they, uh, the thing is, the thing is, man, is that, uh, it's, it's changing now. Like, what, what happens to the old school, you know, WWF Raw is War? What happens to that, you know, that momentum, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That, uh, that era. I mean, I miss that era when, all of a sudden, war comes out, and then you, uh, Raw is war, and all of a sudden you see uh, the Dully Brothers on SmackDown bring out tables out of nowhere. Well, I can still, I remember back in the day, I mean, I'm talking like the 90s, I can remember you could watch wrestling almost seven nights a week. Yeah. Like, there, there was a point where even Saturday, Saturday did a wrestling show uh, on like after Saturday morning cartoons, where it was basically just a recap of the wrestling shows. Yep. Yeah. Like, um, WWF like, Mania. Yeah, Mania. That? that was the name. <laughs> that was the name of the show. What was it? Um, WWF Mania. 
Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Like, that was always... I, I remember, like, wrestling was such a big thing that they even gave wrestling a show about wrestling. It, it's amazing to me. It's such an industry. And then the, the Wrestling Hall of Fame is in Orlando, isn't it? Um, no, there is no official Hall of Fame in Orlando. No, Joey, what are you, th- you thinking about? Yeah. Is the, uh, you're talking about the, uh, the training center. That's in Orlando, which is like That's right, right, Orlando, right, yeah. right across from a uh, full Thank sale. You. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. There's a, there's, a, there's a bar over by full sale inside of a comic book store. It's called the Geeky Z. I've been there. I've mm. been there plenty of times, man. Okay. Like I saw, hey guys, I just want to clarify something. When I said um, M- um, Jeter's MVPs, he won Most Valuable Player in 1998, won um, All-Star MVP and World Series MVP in 2000. I didn't want anybody to listen and be like, hold up, he only has one MVP. I just wanted to clarify the three yeah. MVPs that he won. We don't want to get backfired. We don't want to get backfired on us, man. Like, he, this mother effer said, what now? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> No, because yeah, because I I know he has three MVPs, but I didn't want people thinking regular season MVPs. He has one regular season um, American League Most Valuable Player, and then um, uh, All Star MVP and World Series MVP in two thousand. Well, holy okay, crap! Gotcha. So let's talk about so let's talk about the bubble. Let's talk about the bubble for a little bit. We're going to jump into the NBA. Uh, for a little bit. So I just found out uh, that a couple of NBA players were tested positive for the COVID-19. Go figure. Yes. Go figure because uh, a couple of NBA players, they want to get out of their room and they want to go go grab some food. And then all of a sudden, uh, the, le- the very next day, oh, hey, uh, yeah, you're, you're positive of the COVID. So I don't... Yeah. I, wanna... Yeah. No, I was going to say, one of those players is Michael Beasley. Yep. He was the latest one. Yeah, he was um, the latest um, NBA player to test positive for COVID. Who was the very first one that tested, that tested positive for COVID? Oh, hold on. Um, there was two of them. They were from the same team. Um, hold on. They yeah. played for... I want to say they played for the Bucks. Yeah, it was for the Bucks. yeah. Let's see here. Uh... Um, I believe it was um, Rudy Gobert. Yes, Rudy. Yes, Rudy was one of them. Yes. Yeah, he was the first one, and I think he played for either the Bucks or the Jazz. Um, he, but like he I played, said, he, he played basketball. for the, he played for the Jazz. Yeah, played for the Utah Jazz, and then he was suspended. And I remember that the um, the conference he had announced it, and like everybody just walked out of the room, and then he left. I mean, um, but yeah. I that, mean, these, that was I mean, the first yeah. case. But but the thing is that they're That's pretty fun. It is. But so, so here's here's what's cool about this is that we had these major NBA players here in Orlando right now, and they're training, not really not really training. They're more like doing practice drills with their team in a freaking ballroom in Disney World. Yep. But here's the thing. I think here's what we're missing on on the on on the surface. You're taking guys that are so wealthy that, and their whole life, they've always been, you know, at a young age, you give them all this money and they, nobody's, nobody's ever told them what to do. And now all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're going to tell them what to do. How did nobody see that this was destined to fail from the start? Oh yeah. 
I mean, it's, you it's, can't take a yeah. bunch of grown you know what I'm saying? A bunch of grown ass men, and you're gonna say, "All right, I know that nobody has ever corrected you or told you if you were right or wrong, but I'm gonna all of a sudden start telling you if you're right or wrong." How on earth would does anybody think that that, that was gonna go well? You like, got, you got me there, man. Yeah, when it's what? frustrating because what what who was the person that that drew this out on paper and said, "No, this is a good idea." Yeah, you know, one thing that makes um sports so tough to be played in the current state that we're in, in is that for basketball, especially, you're in an arena, you're in a you know indoors. So obviously, this. COVID with fans in it can be contained within this arena where if you play an outside sport with no fans it's you know it's least likely for you to get contaminated because you're out you know there's flowing air there's there's everything and the way the precautions are being done in baseball is I think the best the best example of how it should be ran. Yeah. Because players are playing with like a mask, you know, and they're all, you know, doing their part to social distance. There's no more like, you know, high fives and hugs and everybody's yep. just playing the game. Yep. And at the end of the day, for us to get some type of normality, um, you know, do do the best you could to play the game, keep the entertainment going and keep us distracted from what's going on. So I just pulled I just pulled an article I just pulled up an article I just pulled up an article from uh, June 26, 2020 on uh, MSN.com. It says here that six, 16 NBA players tested positive for COVID-19. So it says here uh, the NBA the NBA All right. the NBA so and the do we, what do we put their second string or what? Well, I'm I'm getting I'm getting into we it. Put the second string in, or what are we gonna do? Well, here's here's what's happening. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you guys. I'm gonna read this article real quick. So the NBA and the National National Basketball Players Association announced Friday that 16 players tested positive for the coronavirus in the first round of mandatory tests, in which a total of 302 players were tested. And this was back in this was back in June June twenty right. June twenty six. So, so we got New York uh, was one of them. Uh, any player it says this: any player who tested positive will remain in self isolation until satisfies public health protocols for discontinuing isolation and has been cleared by a physician. So no, that was having that happened in New York. Uh, so let's see here. It just says, you know what? It did not give us. It did not give us any players of who got who were tested positive. And that really, that really, that really stinks because I want to see who got tested positive. Who who has it in the NBA right now? Yeah. Well, they're not. But you know, they're not going to because of the HIPAA laws. Exactly. Yeah. That's Another thing, they're not going to tell you who because of the HIPAA law. But one thing, and I'm not trying to be biased with baseball, but one thing that makes baseball safer opposed to basketball is basketball, you got to play, you know, defense really close. Oh, yeah. And you're in a person's face. In baseball, the pitcher is literally 60 feet away from the, the batter, you know, and 
catcher is way underneath the actual batter and as long as they both have masks on they're good to go so um, i believe that um baseball is a lot safer to play at this point that makes sense now what about what about a game like hockey where you're in full pads or even football because they're even talking about like the precautions they're going to take with football and you know with the helmets they're going to wear a mask underneath the helmets and oh the poor guys are gonna be sweating their asses off i mean think about it in football it's cold when they play i think they're gonna be just fine hmm i didn't think about that i always assume that everybody else has weather like florida does you're exactly yeah right. because i remember you know back in the day up in new york we used to play you know rough football in like the park in the snow and like tackle into the snow and we used to have like those you know those um ski masks to keep our face warm and we were able to play uh -huh. with those on and breathe perfectly. So if you think about it, you know, right. besides, you know, the, the, the Dolphins or the Bucks or, you know, warm weather teams, everybody else in northern states are going to excel with this. Yeah, you're right, man. There you you're go. Right. How's good old Tom Brady going to do 300-degree weather? I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady better bring that arm. Yep. He, I mean, he he still has a he <laughs> he still has that power, but hey, we don't know what the f is gonna happen to Tom Brady with the Bucks this season. But I know for one thing, my birds are gonna fly, fly, fly to the till the end. You got the uh, Eagles. My Eagles, baby. My I Eagles, baby. Eagles. I love the Eagles. That's my team, man. That is my nah, that is Steelers, my team. Man, black and gold till I die. Yeah, yeah. I, I, see, I, I, I man, I hear I, you black I, and I'm yellow, on, man. <laughs> I'm all by myself here. I'm a New York Giant, man. Oh, see, now we're rivals, man. Eagles and Giants, and the other team that we cannot say because the NFL hasn't announced that team's name yet. Oh, I heard something about the Washington Wolverines being like the front runners for the for the team name. I thought they said I thought they said Red Hawks. I heard that it was the Washington Red Hawks, Red Tails. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so we can't. So I can't really say who it's our. Be, I'm sure it's gonna be. What's that, dude? No, say so it's gonna be curious to see what they do because. I mean, again, are they going to try and get away from the the even the color red entirely? Or are they just going to try to completely, you know, like change it? Like you said, the Wolverines make sense because it, it couldn't be further from red anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Or they gonna, like if it's if, like what Merrill told me, Dan, they said they should name them the Washington Potatoes. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go and name the team a potato. I'm like, I'm down. I love a Washington potato. <laughs> Deep fried. You know what would be a really, a really good name, and this is on all jokes aside. Sincerely, I think that the Washington, you know, Redskins should change their names to the Washington Senators because it pays homage to the original baseball team that was there, and you know, it, okay. it goes along with the political background of Washington. Okay. Interesting. And you can still use the red and make it red, white, and blue. And now when you talk about Washington teams like the Washington Nationals. Yeah, but yeah, but dude, Washington wait a minute. But wait a minute. That's that's the Patriots colors. They can't do that, you know? Well the the, the first of all, the Patriots colors are gray, red, white, and blue. 
if they use straight up red, white, and blue, they could do that because other teams have red, white, and blue, like the Buffalo um, Bills. Bills, yeah. Um, like the like the New York oh, yeah, Giants. You know, there's there's multiple teams that wear red, white, and blue. But uh, in the in the scheme of you know uh, a certain city with a certain name for their teams, you got the Capitals for the hockey, you have the the Nationals for the baseball, and you have the Senators for football. That sounds dope. That's amazing. Yeah. Cover all your political bases. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. That would be amazing. And to top it off, I'm pretty sure that this, the, you know, the Washington football team there has enough money to buy the name off of whoever owns the rights to the senator's name. Because I know that the, the Nationals didn't buy the senators because they didn't want, you know, they wanted something new. So they went with the Nationals. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you put now the senators into football, like you know, there's already a long a, a long list of baseball and football teams that once shared the same name. Like when the um, Giants were in New York instead of San Francisco, it was the New York Baseball Giants and the New York Football Giants. I remember that. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, that's a great. Call. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of teams that you know, and look at Chicago Bears, Chicago Cubs. You know, having that connection and having well, all of them within yeah. the same theme, I think that that would work perfectly for the new name. We got we got White Sox, we got Red Sox, we got you know Cubs and Bears, and it's you're right, man. There, there's room in the industry. We just have to be smart about it. I look look at another one, Detroit, Detroit Lions, Detroit Tigers. Oh my gosh, that's where they messed up. Yeah. Detroit, instead of the Red Wings, Detroit should have been the their their hockey team should have been the Bears, so they could have the Lions, the Tigers, Tigers and the Bears. Bears. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, guys, we're gonna take we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we get back, uh, we're gonna cover your theme park updates. And uh, we'll finish up the program with you got beef with Joey or you have a positive side with Joey. So stick around, guys. Stick around, guys. You are listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Tom and Dan to be, for joining us today on this beautiful Monday. Uh, if you guys have not heard, they'll be back with us in a month or so. Uh, but you guys can check out their show on Real Radio 104.1 uh, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, with a corporate time with Tom and Dan. Uh, welcome back, guys. My name is Remy, and always with me is my dangerous co-host, my partner in crime, the Joy Mazant. It has been a day, fam. That's right. And we'll have, we also have our sports guy with us, Doc. That's right. I'm here. 
All right, guys. I give the best information I can. That's right, man. Hey, uh, man, we... you did a great job on that. We're, we're happy what you just did for our uh, thank you, sports thank update, you. man. So you'll be with us uh, for now on. So hopefully in the nearest future, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out, man. Definitely. Yeah, I'm well, always happy to come on. Also, <laughs> awesome. you're on Spotify. Where can, our, where can our fans find it? Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music under Doc One. Doc D-O-C? one? No, d- just Doc One. Doc One. Doc One. That's yeah. right. D O C Space One. Okay. So what's up? So what type of music is your? What's your genre of music? Is it rap? It's hip hop and R&B. Yes, it is. Awesome, sounds man. Good. That sounds great. All right, guys, you ready to get started for our theme park updates? Um, I got about three minutes, bro. So let's do it. All right, here we go. So one of my one of my one of my favorite rides over at Epcot is Soren, right? Uh, the next time you go to Epcot, pay close attention with with their social distancing and their seat separators. Yes, they added seat separators on their attraction now. Okay. And they also got and they also got rid of the scent effects. Really? I wonder why. Yeah, mm. I don't know why either. Uh, Spaceship Earth overhaul and Mary Poppins attraction have been cut from the Epcot <coughs> experience. No kidding. So they're not gonna do Spaceship Earth. Not yet. Not, not anytime soon, man. Or the Mary or Mary Poppins okay. or Mary Poppins attraction. That's right. Uh, That's right. I forgot about Yep. So. We're talking about so HHN is coming up. Howlin' Horror Nights is coming up in October, and they have a lot of stuff going on with their social distancing. And guys, you need to check out you need to check out the character dining experience once Howlin' Horror Nights does come. It's a it's a phenomenal uh, experience. You guys will need to check out once Howlin' Horror Nights reopen. Uh, photos with these characters will be placed six feet apart from you and this character. In order, for our, in order for our listeners to check out this experience, you will need a HHN ticket and a Scareter Dying Experience ticket. Uh, advanced, I saw that. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, advanced reservations are required. Now, Joey, you are a huge fan of this place. I do not know why, but uh, Olga's Cantina will be operating with strict social distancing and, redu- and reduced capacity. In order to operate at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the cantina capacity will be re- reduced less than 50%. Yeah, dude, you heard that correctly. Less than 50%. The cantina. Hey, Rem, um, I'm getting echo. I keep hearing myself. Is that something you can fix? That, that's something I cannot fix on my side, dude. All right. Uh. So the cantina can could could open with 120 guests. However, now they have to reduce that 123 guests to the minimum to 25 guests only in the cantina. That's insane. Yeah. In order for Dude, you have to understand that place is already impossible to get into. I know. I know. Uh, in order, in order of for our guests to enter the cantina, you must have your face mask on at all times, except when eating or drinking. You must have your face mask while walking to your table and while you exit the cantina. So happy travels and may the force be with you. So that's that's what's gonna happen with the uh, with the uh, the cantina. Uh, 
we have some Joey. We have some sad news, man. Some very hardcore sad news. What's wrong? Rivers of Light is closed forever. Oh, dude, I heard, but you have to understand that that show wasn't good. It was it was good, but it was boring as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he right. has a point. It really he was. Does. He does have a huge point. Like it was visually stunning, but it was boring. Yeah. Disneyland Disneyland Resort announces fully smoke-free backstage areas for cast members. Hmm. Not bad. From USAToday.com, they were so nice to give us a list of the top 10 great high-tech thrill rides at theme parks around the world. So here we go. Number 10. Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike at Anza Adventure. Number right. number nine, Avatar: Flight of Passage at Animal Kingdom. Oh wow! Number that's number nine. That's number nine. Number eight. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Time Traveler, at the Silver Dollar City uh, theme park in in Missouri. Number se- and number number seven, Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland. Number six. Mm. Yeah, I know. Number six. Yeah. Number six, Cobra's Curse at Bush Gardens, Florida. Now this is for now this is for the high tech stuff, like high tech. Uh, number five, Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Number four. Dude, there's no way the Tower of Terror is better than Flights of Passage. I know, I know. Number four, Wonder Mountains Guardian. Uh, Guardian is in uh, Canada World in Canada. Number three. Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo Disneyland. Joey, what do you think number two is that made number two that made the list for high tech rides? And it's at and it's at Universal Studios. The term high tech could mean anything. Um, I need a good laugh. Is it Fast and the Furious? It is actually not Fast and the Furious. Trans Uh. Transformers 3D ride at Universal Studios. So I'm guessing the reason that one made the list is because, unlike Spider-Man, it actually has layers. It goes up and down. Yep. And finally, your number one high-tech ride that made the list is Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure in Shanghai Disneyland. Shanghai. Dude, those YouTube videos of that ride are insane. Yes. I gotta check it out. I want to go on it so bad. Uh, Walt Disney World Resort hotels are now providing security security warnings after hotel guests were scanned over resort room phones. Uh, I, 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 I feel yeah. I, I feel a little bad for the for the guests in those rooms. Yeah. So an article uh, that I read was that uh, uh, certain guests in the rooms they were getting scammed uh, for their credit card information, their addresses, everything you think of to get. They're getting into their privacy. SeaWorld's uh, SeaWorld's Taste of Seven Seven Seas is back, back in action, baby. This event will run through every Friday through Sunday till August 9th. And gentlemen, I have the list right here of the themes that you can check out. From July 17th through the 19th, which is which just passed, they had a Mexican theme going on. July next next will be. July 24th through the 26th will be their Italian theme. 
July 31st through August 2nd is North Atlantic theme. And finally, August 7th through the 9th is their All-American theme. Disney, uh, Disney clarifies that guests must be stationary and maintain physical distancing when eating and drinking at the theme parks. Disney states, and I quote, Masks must be worn at all times except when dining or swimming. Cast members will remind guests that they, they must maintain a physical distancing and remain stationary while eating or drinking. You may remove your face mask while actively eating or drinking, but should be stationary and maintain appropriate physical distancing. What the heck does that mean? That means you need to be sitting down to have your mask off. You can't like walk and eat and have your mask off because you're pretty much walking and connect, contaminating people as you're walking. Yeah. Uh, here's here's something fun that we might want to get get a kick out of. But guys, I, I'm curious. Uh, we're, we we all watch uh, the Back to the Future movies, right? Of course, of course. I love those movies. You guys want to tell you guys how old Doc was in every single movie? How old? Okay, so I want, you guys, I want you guys to take a guess. How old do you think Doc was in the very first Back to the Future movie? Well, um, okay, maybe. there's two different Docs, though. That's right. There's the one from 1955 yep. and the one from 1985. More time with the one back in 1955. Okay, if we're talking about the one in 1955, he was 47. Ooh, Joey, how old do you think he was? Um, I'm the the in the original one. Yeah, the original one. I'm gonna say he's 50. He was 35 years old and back in 1955. So in the second movie, Dog was 50 years old, and finally. In the third movie, Dog will be in his mid seventies in the Back to the, in the Back to the Future movie. Now, guys, I have a few. I have one more one more quick update about this. But uh, as of today, uh, is the it's the deadline to turn in your audition videos to be considered in working for Howlin' Horror Nights this year. Guys, that was it. That's it for all your theme park updates. Uh, it's now time to it's now time for Joey to give us. You got beef with Joey. Joey, take it away, man. Hey, man, thank you guys very much. Again, we got to show love to the Crooked Can Brewing in Winter Garden, Florida for all their awesomeness. We will be touring the brewery. Uh, we're going to take the crew over there. We're going to skip over to Tampa at some point. So everything is going well. So what I got is I want to figure out why we can't make a cell phone battery that doesn't die. Like, we can make a battery that's powering an entire car that's the size of my gosh you've seen them it looks like a lunchbox it's like a, lunchbox, a 1980s yeah. lunchbox and it can power a car so you're telling me we can't come up with a battery that can power my phone for more than eight hours without needing a charge or 12 hours we're on them that's what they do they get used i'm mad i'm not having this technology hasn't come far enough so that we can't make a battery that fits in a phone that keeps the phone from dying yeah so for all these scientists out there that we got, I, they're coming up with breakthroughs in everything. They can't come up with a damn battery that powers my phone. 
I got beef with science. <laughs> and uh, guys, uh, we want to thank, of course, uh, Tom and Dan from A Corporate Time. Tom and Dan, once again, for having for being on our show today. Uh, guys, for more information about Tom and Dan, please become a... Joey, how do you become a BDM member? Go to TomAndDan.com, sign up to be a BDM. If you don't know what that is, sign up, you will. That's right, guys. You're going to have so much fun. Uh, guys, you guys do not want to go anywhere because in the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some more guests on our show. Uh, we're going to have the commissioner of Longwood uh, be on our show, the one and only Mr. Matt Morgan. You guys might know him from WWE and TNA. We're going to have him on our show. And lastly but not least, we're going to have Ryan Toby. He was the, uh, the 16-year-old. And one of my favorite movies, Sister Act Two. He's he's a guy who hit. He is the kid who hit that very high note. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to him. No kidding. We're gonna talk to him for for a little bit and uh, catch up with him, see how he is doing during his pandemic. And uh, with that being said, guys, uh, I want to give a huge shout out to my wife because tomorrow is our one year wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations, Rem. Thank you, man. Thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. So, guys, with that being with that being said, my name is Remy, and always with me is my partner in crime, the Drummond Zant. It's been a good day, fam. We got our sports guy. Oh, great day. We got a sports guy, Doc. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure being on here, and I hope to be back real soon. And you will, man. And guys, we have to give a shout out to our our good buddy of ours, Clark, for joining us today for giving us our Florida update news. And uh, guys, thank you for so much for listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. Take care.